you heard. That's actually, that was. <laughs> Mic check, one, two. This is a public service announcement brought to you by the good people over at Rockefeller Records. Okay. Yo, okay, real quick before we really get, get this going. Who is, like, when you think of, like, some of the best opening verse, like, first verse rappers, who, who comes to your mind? Someone that you know, if they start this song off, it's a problem for everyone who follow. Uh, Drake. I think Drake is a good opener. Mm. But the problem is... But like, you don't know. It depends on what Drake you get. Like, if you get yeah. spicy Drake like my man Travis just got, oh, that's... That shit you know, goes straight to the top. You know who's the perfect? Rick Ross. Rick Ross will give you a strong verse. He will not overpower you. Like, he's not going to outshine you on your own track. He's going to give you solid bars. He's going to play his part, and he's going to be Rick Ross. Rick Ross for me. Rick Ross, Glass, what about you? See, I hate myself, but I'm going to have to go Eminem. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, you be bumping the new Eminem? Yeah. I, I hate myself for saying it out loud and for acknowledging it. But what I feel is like it? Tuesday is, is confession day, and that is my confession. We need what music. Is, what is it about Eminem? I just I okay, is it, like is it the well, hatred towards his mother? Is it the it's the hatred towards generally white girls that I like. That <laughs> he just like, you know, if you if you listen, it'd be his own. It'd be it'd be his own women that he'd be getting about. Exactly, here. exactly. And he has no problem, and his mom too, because his mom's white. But he has no problem, like just spewing it out. But he yeah. knows not to do it towards women of color. Yeah, because so, he knows. He knows. He know. And I like that about a man. I like it when a man okay. knows his lane and he knows what he can say and knows what he can't say. And he just That's true facts. Yeah. Okay. So, because the sister's not putting up with that. It's yeah, a really exactly. hot coffee pot. They're not putting up with that. <laughs> exactly. Not, yeah, like, man, get that shit out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get out of here. It's yeah. a really hot coffee pot. <laughs> nah. 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 <laughs> I, everyone's always like, oh, that's from that one cypher. Like, no, dog. When I think of memorable Eminem bars, you got mom's ready palm spaghetti up in there. Then you got it's a really hot coffee pot. And then you got lose yourself. Like, all right. Like, yeah. We're going to talk about this later, but it seems like he's worn the same outfit for like the past 15 years. Like, it's always all that's all he has. Saucy. Yeah. We don't mean, listen. Eminem is too barsy to be a saucy dresser. You know what I'm saying? Like I he mean, don't... Drake has bars and he's saucy. Wayne is saucy. Yeah, but Drake uh, a little light skin in him. Yeah. Drake got a light skin. That Canadian and part. I would That's challenge that Canadian you part on Wayne out. being saucy because Wayne has some of the worst fits I've ever seen. From yes, he does. <laughs> but he can pull it off because he's Wayne. Yeah. Mm. But How about Eminem? Rick Ross is a little saucy? Rick Ross be swaggy though for a big yeah. dude. Yeah, and he got bars. And he got bars. But you can't mention Rick Ross and Lil Wayne in the same category. (laughs) Eminem, when it comes to dressing like Wayne's out there because he's out there because he's Wayne. Rick Ross be fly. Yes, Eminem just be waking up and putting something on, bro. Yeah, you know what I started listening to? D. I meant to tell you this before, and then we'll jump in. So I started listening to Tyler the Creator on Sunday. Like I started from Flower Boy and just went. I had. I am sorry, Tyler. I had. I was not familiar with your well, that's game. When his, that's when his records became a little more commercial. Go back and listen to that stuff that was getting him. Nope, some... I'm not listening to Goblin. <laughs> I remember when he debuted. Hey. And he had that video with that cockroach, and I said, "What the?" Fuck but is that this song, thing? Fly though, like no, he got some. Not. 
Go back and listen to um, not the one before Flower Boy. It's uh, fuck. It's the one before. It's the one before Flower Boy. Uh, the the one with the cover is the is the wet stains and in, in, in the pants. Nope. It's Fly though. Like, nope. He got a song. He got I a song. Flower on Boy and all. Cherry Bomb. That's what I'm thinking of. Cherry Bomb. Go nope. back and listen to no. Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb has some. Call me when you get lost. He got a song. Speaking of Wayne, he got a song with him, Kanye, and Wayne. This is before the Christianity uh, run by Kanye. This is when Wayne was still no, he Wayne was still doing Wayne things. This was the tail end of Tyler really talking that crazy shit. So that record's fly. I don't know, man. I like like I said, Flower Boy. Like Call Me When You Get Lost to me is like him spitting. Like he just spitting for the whole album. The other two are very commercial. I don't want to go back in time. I remember when he debuted and I was like, yo, what the fuck am I listening to? He was out there, but he had separated himself. Like, I will say in terms of first verses, my answer was one J. Cole and two okay. Jadakiss. Honorable mention to okay. push for third. Dog. Push starting off your record could be it could be some trouble if he really in that mode. But see, that's the problem, though. If you have a rapper that outraps you on your own song in the first verse and you can't recover, like that's nah, hard. Nah, hey, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes, like, hey, sometimes you send man's you send man's the verse. He come back with something that you just was not expecting. You're not deleting that verse. You got to keep that on there. You better hope you can get in your bag on your second and third verse. Yeah, that's what most I'm of the time like, they send most of them they send the record over with like one verse on there. Hey, bro, go ahead, hop on this. Or they're just in the beat over a That's what I'm thinking. You start this thing off. I mean, they come back. You was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Like, and it was whoa. another good one. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky is not, he's going to give you a couple, but he's not going to outshine you on your own track. And that's I what the see, I got to see ASAP. Listen, ASAP was one of my favorite rappers. I got to see him out outperforming someone on their own record for me to believe in that. That's what I'm saying. That You get someone who did. Who does not outshine you? But then there's no fun in it. If you're a rapper's rapper, you come, you want, I'm saying you invite them killers. When DJ Khaled went to Wayne and Ross and said, yo, God did put something on it, put something on it. Then you know who he gave it to last? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. You know, make rappers like that no more. Oh, is that we coming? Watch this. Two minutes straight. Bars. They don't Wayne, mad as like hell. Like, damn, Cali, you ain't even nah. You ain't even let me know. That's the re- the direction the song was going. I know Wayne was mad too. Ross was probably like, hey, "It's Jay." Wayne was like, "Man, I wanted to. I probably had a little something more for him if you would." We gonna talk about that later. When knowing when to bow out of that fight, when to just take it on head first. Spence awesome. Crawford. Whew, that's one of them examples. That is one of them examples. Ladies and gentlemen, though, welcome to episode 110 of Speak Thanks. On It. Ba, 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 ba. I know. I, I am the bro with the mini fro, and when I speak, you know I am on go mode. Okay. Joined here, wow. per usual, by my man, Danny Ocean. Let the people know. Good evening. <laughs> I, I, I got done for that. We we have a special special guest. Not too long ago, we were on her pod. We were we were brainstorming for the episode this week, and we knew since we were previewing the AFC West that this person would be the perfect person to bring on <laughs> to speak on it. We have the lovely Miss Gladys on. How, how's it going, Gladys? Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. I'm very very good. Confession Tuesday on your show. I can't think oh, yeah. of what I like better. Okay, this. I'm sorry. Slight segue. Watching the WNBA. Yep. When did yep. it come all about the clothes that they wear when they walk in? When did that? Start? Oh, that's. We're gonna talk about that's WNBA later. 
Yeah, okay, that's their calling card. That's their calling card is that there's a whole there are like two Twitter accounts that are just dedicated to fits from to their, their NBA their players. Oh, I mean, yeah, they have good. a um they have a, a deal with Google where it tells you where they got their clothes from and it gives you like alternatives. So if you want to dress like them, like if you're a little kid on you a cheaper dress level. Like them, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll give you it's like definitely a marketing ploy, especially if you happen to work for like one of the brands or brands that these athletes are sponsored by. It's a good way yeah. to make sure that the most latest and innovative styles are being shown. That's a good place, you know. So who is it helping more, the WNBA or the clothing apparels? A little I bit of both. Say, I would say both. It can't be both. One of them has to have a an advantage. I think WNBA. Because it gets more, okay. I think it gets more eyes on their outfits, and you can tell that players put thought into their outfits. Same as the NBA, just the WNBA has taken it a step further and gotten like a, a collab with Google to help people buy the clothes that they wear. I would say both because, in the same way that Matt, uh, not Matt, that Danny mentioned that you that you were helping the league, you could also look at it in the same way that you're helping the clothing apparel brand. Like, yes, yeah. you're bringing more eyes to the superstars of that league. But the next question that I imagine consumers would have once they see these fits is what exactly are they wearing if it's some fly shit which is the goal of these tunnel walks and you want to try to see okay well oh they're wearing nike or adidas okay well historically that brand isn't too expensive i might be able to shop that look maybe i like the top maybe i can go buy the top maybe they got a matching outfit on Couldn't yeah but well, what's that. the demographic here Young fans yeah. of i would say fans of basketball Young? basketball fans trendy fashionista fans i would yes. say i would say I would say uh, probably yeah, I, that, that I don't teenager watching the watching NBA though. But they'll watch the tunnel. They'll they'll yeah. go on Instagram to see the fits. Okay, yeah. that's what you're saying. In, okay. Yeah. But the NBA, funny. I would say sports in general, they just garner larger audiences than we kind of anticipate because there's multiple there's multiple reasons why someone could be watching any sport. There are the true fanatics yeah. of the sport. There are the true fanatics of certain players. True fanatics of certain teams. And then there's just true fanatics of storylines and all the gossipy shit. And I kind of see fashionistas and fashion in the storylines and gossip and shit. You wouldn't believe, I bet there are players who root against Jokic just because he's not swaggy. And there are other players who are yes. like, yo, this guy is technically one of the yeah. best big men ever. Like, I don't care if he comes comes to work in <laughs> a t-shirt and jeans. He's fly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you have time, though follow each or check out each individual WNBA teams because like those Twitter accounts get the best like it's funny when you see the rookies come in and they're just wearing like leggings and some dusty Air Force Ones <laughs> yeah. and the team is like look yeah. at Maddie today and it's like oh no she dusty she dusty as fuck get this that, off my that's timeline tr that's true as someone who follows the Lakers and their and their socials pretty closely like when they do like yeah. the little fit checks before they get on the, the charter planes <laughs> You be seeing you be seeing some of the guys like, damn, that shit, Maddox, that shit fly. Okay, bro. yeah, and then you see some dude. Yo, Bron be fly. Granny's yeah, LeBron. LeBron. It's Bron. Bron be fly. And then you see like a rookie or like a someone who hasn't got that second contract yet. They they just got on like the Nike Tech fleece. <laughs> yep, they got the Nike Tech fleece suit with the Travis Scott Air Force Ones. Like, no, you know what they fly. have on? They have on the Laker issue, the free <laughs> Nike Tech suit with the Travis Scott ones on. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. That should be mad nice. at him. That should still be nice. That should still be nice. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a jam-packed show. We're going to start off with a lot of NFL talk. We're going to talk about what's going on in Indianapolis, yep. the beef that might be happening between Denver and the Jets. Newsflash, <laughs> they do play each other this year, people, so that game's going to be funny. 
Um, we're going to then preview the AFC West later. So reminder, that is the Chiefs. That is the Raiders. That is the Chargers. That is the Broncos. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into the AFC West as we continue our preview of the eight NFL seasons. And on the back end, of course, we have a good game of good deal or no deal starting off of course with the biggest fight in a very long time in the world of boxing between Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford we'll talk a little, a little bit other Jerry Jones and how he's treating people Dalvin Cook potentially to the Jets Eagles they dropped the Kelly Green uniforms I know my man Danny Ocean's pretty excited about that <laughs> And mama, there goes that man out the door. Mark Jackson <laughs> might be out at ESPN, so we'll discuss that. But of course, we are going to start, since it is officially August 1st, we have to start in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ursay has made it a mission to single-handedly alienate his star running back, Jonathan Taylor. Let me remind y'all, two years ago, Jonathan Taylor was the undisputed RB1, and you couldn't tell anyone who was a fantasy head, who was a football head, that Jonathan Taylor was not one of the five best football players in the National Football League. Last year, he had a down year, dealt with some injuries. He didn't, he didn't have a bad season, just not one as good as he had two years ago. So over the over the last weekend, Colts owner Jim Ursay and, and Jonathan Taylor made up met after practice to kind of clear the air. And the results of this ended up being that Jonathan Taylor ended up making his trade request from earlier this month. He made it public over the weekend. So Jim Ursay would go on to say that Jonathan Taylor could be out of the league and he, aka Jim Ursay, could die today and the league would move on per usual. Let me repeat. Jim Ursay said that Jonathan Taylor could be out of a job tomorrow and that he could die today and the league would go on per usual. And to top things off, ladies and gentlemen, because that was not the worst thing he said about his best offensive player. He also said that under no circumstances that he would be trading Jonathan Taylor this year and even would put him on the non-injury list after earlier this week. It was reports that came out that Jonathan Taylor had a back injury. Taylor has since said that he does not have a back injury and that these injury reports are false. So Gladys and Danny, starting with you, Gladys, I need to know what the hell is going on in Indianapolis? Uh, John, or someone allowed John Ursay to take the bottle again. They said, hey, oh. you keep drinking. You don't have to stop. Don't have to go to rehab. You keep drinking. You keep taking those pills. We're okay with that. Because there is no other explanation. The pills in my man's jacket. <laughs> there is no other explanation. <laughs> Jim Jackets is his name. <laughs> Therefore, oh, man. that man come out with that kind of statement about anyone. Even, I don't, much less his best player, but even if it was his worst player, you have an hour meeting with him, and then you come out and say, hey, you know what? I could die tomorrow. This guy could be out of the league. The league's going to go. No one fucking cares, Ursay. No one cares. All they care is that you are fucking that shit crazy that is what the whole problem is and people are allowing you to say whatever the whatever you want whenever you want no matter how ludicrous it is this is the same man that hired the espn commentator for his coach last year Ooh, instead, of, on him. Cook. instead of you know going through the regular cycles and the guy wins one game and he starts to flex you win one game and he flexes and then he loses the rest of them and you don't have anything to say and you bring him back Trial for a coach this year. This is a man who obviously has no foothold in any kind of sanity that we know anything about. I'm that is glad the that you. 
I'm glad that you mentioned him hiring Jeff Saturday. Because I remember a quote that came out this weekend also that, that Jim Ursay said, hey, no organization treats players the way the Colts treat oh, players. Man. And I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing because I was like, yeah, because no other organization in the National Football League will go out and hire a coach with no coaching experience. He was just an alum of your franchise that, that's on TV commentating. No organization is looking at that guy and saying, yeah, he could coach a National Football League yeah. team. He could coach a, a roster of the 53 best football players that we have in hopes of winning a championship. And your only and your only win was against the, the Raiders. So <laughs> Josh McDaniels. As yeah, Kyle Josh, Mc, Josh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Danny, Danny, go ahead. Um he back to what you were saying about uh we don't no one treats their or their players better. It's like go ask Andrew Luck's ruptured spleen how the Colts treat their players. <laughs> Like that man retired in the preseason because he, you know, I don't, I'm good. Uh, I'm not shocked that a, a rich white man gets bent out of shape when someone who he thinks is beneath him tries to flex their power. I've said on many times, I'm always for players trying to get their money when they're, when they can. For me, it's, I'm just shocked at all the nut hugging for Jim Ursay. Like people are like, yeah, Jim, stick it to Jonathan Taylor. Yo, what? All the office snitches right now just raising their <laughs> hand willingly like all these people who are back in jim ursay you're the office snitch like you when you ever look around it's like the person no one in the office likes and you can't figure it out my friend it is you mm -hmm. you are that person i have oh, never yeah. just the nut hugging like oh. oh yeah jim he signed a contract you're right all right man the pure audacity the audacity well, first and foremost, shout out to Kyle, our guy, Research Kyle, for being in the chat another Tuesday. Love, love to have you here. Can't wait to, Welcome, for you Kyle. to be on soon, Kyle. So he said, uh, <clears throat> what was my man's name? Jeff Saturday won one game against, let me check his notes, Josh McDaniels. Does that even count? Technically, they have professionals on their roster, too, and they didn't have a coaching change. So that definitely counts. I mean, oh, brother, the Eagles. Yeah, I know, right? Where do I start with this? Let, let me start with this. Ladies and gentlemen, pay your PR people more. Why do you say this, D-Mix? Because clearly, when Jim Ursay left that bathroom with a little bit of sugar under his nose, no one decided to stop him. Nope. No one decided to stop him from talking to the media or talking. First off, let me tell you something. Jim Ursay, if you didn't think you needed Jonathan Taylor in preseason practice number four, five, six, or seven, I'm going to need you to see what this Colts offense looks like maybe week three or four when yep. defensive coordinators when defensive coordinators around the league have figured out how to game plan against Anthony Richardson. They know y'all don't really have no deep or any type of passing threat for real, and they are just daring you, daring you to run the football on them. They're putting one. They're putting. They're they're putting their safeties back, and they're basically saying, "Yo, if you think about running the football, we double. We double the fuck dare you. You don't have your best offensive player. He's sitting at home. You got Deion Kane back there, bro. Who are your receivers? Alec Alec Pierce is T Y Hilton. Michael Pittman. Like you, Michael Pittman. You're not scaring nobody. We'll put our best corner on Michael Pittman and tell him to beat us and make a play. Are you shitting me? Come on, well, you Jim Irsay. I don't know what you thought that coach roster was, but it's not that. Everybody looks good against the colored and non-colored jerseys in training camp until all of a sudden your your, your best corner is lined up one-on-one -on -one against Patrick Sertan and your best tackle is lined up one-on-one -on -one against Aaron Donald and you have no answer. 
no answer whatsoever. And for 60 minutes, you sitting there wondering, damn, I wonder if Jonathan with, with the with the game plan would be the same if, if JT was out here. What are we doing? Again, I'm going to go back to a point I was making last week. These running backs are not asking for for Patrick Mahomes like money. Now, I I see what Jim Ursay saw. Jim Ursay is looking at what happened in in New York with Saquon Barkley and saying, "Hey, that guy wanted 22 million and they gave him 11 with mm. incentives." Are you saying you're better than are you saying that you deserve more than his 22? Well, I would say if you're the if you're if you're Jonathan Taylor, you're looking back at your season 2 years ago and saying, "Yeah, I can I can punch up just as much as he punched up. So why can't I get 15? I bet you that's what he's saying. Yo, I'm not asking. Okay, maybe not 20, but 15? 15 with 10, 10 guaranteed? I don't know, man. I just I think this goes back to what Danny was saying that we got some privileged Caucasians in power, and they think when you, if you're not a quarterback, why the fuck should I have to pay you? Newsflash, brother. Newsflash, brother, you better pay him now and figure out your books now while you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback deal. Hello. I can tell you, if Anthony Richardson turns out to be half of what you drafted him for at number four, Jonathan Taylor will be the absolute least of your worries. And when I look at this roster, you have no Stephon Gilmore. Who the fuck else do you really have to pay? Michael Pittman? He's not going to be asking for league-changing money. Are you shitting me? Alec Pierce, are you shitting me? Y'all, y'all, y'all paid Zaire, maybe y'all's best defensive player. Maybe y'all have like a defensive lineman y'all need to play. Who the fuck else do y'all have to pay? This is not a good football team. Well, they all. gave they gave the deal to Shaquille, like you said, and then what's that guard they paid? Quentin Nelson. Yes, Quentin Nelson. And they also paid Zaire Franklin, their be- one of their better uh, linebackers. Okay, these oh are good players. Players that I would be like, okay, I understand why you pay them before Jonathan Taylor. Now my question is, who the fuck else do you have left to pay that's up to be paid right now that is that is a better football player than Jonathan Taylor? Look at that Colts roster, and you will say none. Anthony Richardson, have fun running QB power four times a game. That's all, <laughs> that's all we got, dog. If you saw the best quarterback or the best football player that you've had since Peyton Manning walked out of that door and he abruptly retired because you couldn't protect him because you guys would not invest the proper materials in protecting him, why the fuck would you not learn from your mistake and try to pay a player who also is somewhat needed on the offensive line but could still also create on their own without this offensive line? Am I crazy for this thinking? A little bit. Listen, NFL, I'm going to tell you right now. Think like that. NFL, one of these days, maybe not in the next three, four years, maybe in the next 10, y'all are going to recognize that how y'all have been treating running backs for the last five to six to seven years is going to bite y'all in the ass because y'all are going to go from having some of the most dynamic players as running backs to now you just got a bunch of guys who now want to be NFL running backs and all your dynamic players or in other positions, and now you're overdrafting defensive linemen, uh, you're overdrafting linebackers, you're overdrafting corners, you're overdrafting wide receivers who are all dynamic playmakers, but you don't have enough money to pay them because you don't, you can't put that much investment in the single position groups when, meanwhile, your running back by committee is just shit. I don't know. Again, I say I don't know why teams think this running back by committee thing is like 
a true and true thing that is proven to work. I know what y'all say. Oh, but the Super Bowl and the Chiefs. That's not true. That's not what happened. The better running back outperformed the running back that had been there and was not performing well. But guess who's going to be there? Who's going to get 75% of the carries next year for the Chiefs? I bet you. Isaiah Pacheco. And when when is when is Jerick McKinney going to be brought in on serious third down situations? I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't like it. Again, I am with running backs. Listen, if y'all going to support the writers and the actors in the strike, then you got to support the running backs and the eventual strike that they got coming. Because that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Excuse me. Speaking of strikes and maybe getting your shit struck on, let's shift <laughs> things over to the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. So during a during an interview this past weekend with USA Today, uh, Denver Broncos coach Sean Payton, former Fox analyst, said when asked about the <clears throat> the previous Broncos regime, he kind of he let the whole clip sing pretty much. He called Hackett's one-year tenure in Denver one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. And uh, he eventually would kind of backtrack those statements, claiming to have his Fox analyst hat on and not his head coaching hat on. My my greatest quarterback of all time, former Packers quarterback, former future Hall of Famer, and current quarterback of the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers, responded by telling Sean Payton, to keep his coach's name out of his mouth. Danny, this is for you up first. Does this situation end like a Chris Rock, Will Smith uh, <laughs> sort of situation where someone maybe needs to get them paws put on them or where cooler heads prevail until the Broncos and Jets play, to play later this year where it might get a little spicy? Things will cool down until they play in Denver. Gladys, you should go because that sounds like sounds gonna be fun. I just think we need to focus on the handshake at the fifty because I know <laughs> I know I know Robert <laughs> I know Robert Sala. I think all of us have an older family member. He's probably an older black man who lived through segregation. When he shakes your hand, it's a little <laughs> a little some extra, right? It's a little. I had to fight for my freedom that was given exactly. to you in the handshake. And I have a feeling Robert Sala might try to rip that man's hand off. Like he go or get... Robert Sala sends Nathaniel Hackett out there. Yes, Nathaniel the Hackett's going to be a captain that game. Exactly. He's going to be an honorary captain to go flip the coin. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but no, I just want to see the handshake at the 50. I think Sala, like, you know, you shake someone's hand, you give two shakes, pause. I think this is going to be four or five. It's going to be a... Don't you ever do that again. Like, don't you ever... <laughs> Ever do that again? Mm. Saul is not a small you? man. Saul is a big not, guy. Yeah, he'd be in the gym. Yeah, he'd be in the he, gym. He he's a good. He's he a had man. Zach Wilson at quarterback. He was definitely in the gym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like I, I know intellectually what I think Peyton was trying to do. Like he was trying to take some of the pressure off Russell Wilson. Right? It's not Russell's fault. It's not Russell's fault. It was like the all-time worst coaching. Russell's going to be fine. However, I don't know if there's, I heard today that there's like, he broke the coach's code, which I, I just think he broke like a person code. Like yeah. you don't do that. I don't care how good you think you are. 
and we all know that Sean Payton thinks he is the greatest. I don't care how bad you think someone else is. You don't do that. You don't open your mouth like that. Kudos to Aaron Rodgers. Like, I have not been on the Aaron Rodgers train for some time, but now I'm back on it. Kudos to him for saying, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. You don't do that. He, you don't say things like that. Of course, out here, people are like, oh, yeah, it's like the best. He's like, that's the greatest thing ever. No, it wasn't all Nathaniel Hackett's fault. It wasn't. Did you, did you see Russell Wilson's stats? I mean, Nathaniel Hackett mm. wasn't throwing that ball to people that weren't there. That was, that was Russell Wilson. So I know what Peyton was trying to do. It's not an excuse for him because you just don't do that. And I think, I think it's what week five they play. I, yeah, something I, like that. I think if the Jets don't win a game up until week five, they're going to put the beat down on the Broncos in week five. That is my prediction. And my prediction is Sean Payton won't come out for the handshake. He won't come out for the handshake. Oh. I don't think he will. I do not no, think I Sean don't. Payton will come out for the handshake. And I, I, is there anything in his past history that suggests that he, he's a fair player, that he would do the right thing? Anything. You know what, Gladys, you're right. Sean Payton will send someone exactly. to blitz Robert Sala at the 50. He's going, we're going down the gate 2.0. Exactly. So, um, I, I, it was like when I heard it, I was like, what the, what, who is, what is he trying to, even if you had your Fox analyst hat on, he wouldn't be saying that. So he just needs to sit down, sit down. Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson isn't good this year, then whose fault? Who, buddy? Whose fault is it? Because this is year one of that new contract he signed. Exactly. And it's a five-year deal, exactly. if I'm not mistaken. Woo! If, if Russell Wilson isn't good this year, Sean Payton ain't going to be taking – oh, it's my fault. No. What he did to if, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson will be next. You know what's funny? If And I'm sorry, dude. No, like if, if the Broncos suck, Nikola Jokic is going to be king of Denver. <laughs> he – Nikola Jokic, they're gonna bring him out every game to the fifty with the with the trophy. Yeah, Everyone yeah. hears Jokic say hi to him yep. before Ryan breaks out. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, if the Broncos bat again, you will not hear not one Sierra song being played anywhere in the Denver vicinity anytime soon. I'm it's I'm honestly a little bit shocked to hear y'all to hear y'all's point of view. I'm going to start by I'm going to start by acknowledging a comment that we had by our guy, Kyle. He said, I've never heard Aaron Rodgers defend Mike McCarthy like that. I think this oh, okay. is a great place to start. See, Gladys talked about the coach's code and the person code. And I'm when I heard Sean Payton say this, a couple things went off in my mind. Number one, Sean Payton is looking at the coaching landscape, and he, I think he knows that in this league, as a head coach in the National Football League, you got three years. You got three years, dog. You got three years to show some results. Either you get to the playoffs, you make a deep playoff run, you make you go all the way to a Super Bowl. Like you, you got to show something that says you can guide this. You can guide this franchise in the direction that it needs to be. I think when he took on the job and really got into the nuts and bolts of this, this. Broncos franchise where they are from a roster from organizational from a mental standpoint I honestly think this was him putting some fire and not only Russell Wilson's ass but the whole team's ass like yo yeah the brother who came before me he was a bum he was a fucking bum he, he should not have been here he's not a head coach he's not head coach material he ain't won nothing 
He was riding on the coattails of a of a Super Bowl MVP, a two-time MVP that helped make his system better. All they was doing was throwing. It was him and Devontae Adams. Like, get the fuck out of here. I am a true coach. I know what it's like to have a coaching system that can be successful in this league. Say what you want about Sean Payton, but you can't say the brother was not successful. He was successful despite maybe only having one Super Bowl ring, but that's one more Super Bowl ring than a lot of head coaches get to in the National Football League. So Sean Payton is looking at the landscape, what he in, inherited and saying, one, this is way more work than I anticipated, even with Russell Wilson at quarterback. This is a lot. I got to I, I got to get the I got to get the offense in a place where they can score points on the level to be able to deal with the Chiefs and the Chargers if it come to one of those games. Also got to have a defense that be able to contain uh, the, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Dolphins. The all these superpower teams in my own conference. Okay, I don't know. I don't know where we are with that. We we still might be a far. We might be a far 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 enough journey away to where I feel confident in that. Not only that, let's take a step further inside my offensive room. I gotta I gotta regain the confidence of my quarterback. Last year he was out there. He was getting kicked on. He was getting pissed on. He was getting shit on. Everybody was throwing shit at him. They was miss. They was. They were singing my wife's songs wrong on purpose. They was not singing one, two step with the right lyrics. They were saying one, two bounce your ass out of Denver. Like I remember that they were saying, Ooh, Broncos country. Get the fuck out of here. Russell. They was kicking my man's back in and Sean Payton. Oh, they was kicking. No, play me. Don't pause me. Pa don't pause me. They Sean Payton was seeing the way the media, the fans, and everyone was kicking. His own teammates was kicking his back in. And he was seeing how that affected the locker room, how that affected his QB's confidence. Y'all don't think this man going to come out talking a little spicy? He putting fire on his team saying, yo, y'all fucking sucked last year. Y'all was bums. You couldn't even beat Alabama, you suck-ass bunch of fools. And this is the year we're going to change that shit that happened last year. Forget about it. That coach was a bum. He couldn't coach a dead man of 53 to play on Sundays. I'm here now, and we're going to get this shit the fuck right. And if he got a problem with it, we're going to see him week five. That's what I heard. That is what I heard. And that I would think that'd be really okay. To really inspire your team and really get them going in training camp where you want to instill some, some culture, some mental toughness into this group because you got to go to war with these men over the course of 18 weeks. Yeah, you got to talk a little spicy. And if, if Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers don't like it, okay, cool. We see y'all week five. If y'all really about that shit that y'all been talking about, come see us and we'll, we'll, we'll take it out in the field. But I'm, I'm thinking Sean Payton and the Broncos are looking at Robert Sala, Aaron Rodgers, and the Jets and saying, Whatever the fuck y'all think y'all got going on over there, Nathaniel Hackett ain't fixing it, and y'all not that much better than us. So if we some ass, y'all some ass too. But I don't think we're going to be ass because we're we are better coached. We are a better team. We are a better roster. We are better on paper than you are. Do something about it. I like it. I like that spiciness. Sean Payton can say, yeah, I had my fox. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You was at practice watching Jerry, Judy, and them drop pass at the pass and said, dear God almighty, I inherited a shit storm. What the fuck was Nathaniel Hackett doing here for all them weeks that he was the head coach? This guy didn't do nothing. You had to hire someone to help you. You had to you had to hire a consultant as a head coach. Motherfucker, you are the consultant. He That would be fine, except when he came in, the first thing he did was on Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, you're not getting the office. Yeah, you're not this. Yeah. Like, I don't know who this, what this quarterback coach thing is, but he's not coming to any of our practices. I mean, he... Hey, you got 
Right. I think that's I think that's establishing the culture though. Like, yo, Russell, you thought you was running shit with Nathaniel Hackett. Exactly. Here, cool. and, and that's he what I'm know saying. What he's talking about though. He don't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's talking about. Trust me, trust my sister. I bet I I would bet a lot of my salary that Sean Payton went to Russell Wilson and said, Yo, I coached Drew Brees to a Super Bowl. You aren't Drew Brees. I can coach you up. <laughs> you I, don't have I, half of what Drew Brees has. And I coached that guy to a Super Bowl. I think I can coach you if you trust me. I think I can put you in a position to win. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, look at his I, record. Say what you want about the teams and some of maybe some of the results in the postseason mm-hmm. post that 2011 Super Bowl, but. The Saints and Sean Payton have had success. They've had good offenses. They've had decent. They have been contenders. And he's just looking at this team like, yo, the team I inherited was not is not what I thought it would be. Sean Payton inherited the team that he thought Nathaniel Hackett inherited. That's not the team. Because no. he thought he had a Nick, he had he thought he had a Bradley Chubb on the roster. He does not. See what I'm saying here? There's a you got to put a mindset in your team. I'm with it. I'm fuck fuck all this fuck all this happy to be here shit. Nah, dog. This is the NFL. Coaches get bounced out of here in two and a half three years. He looking at the New York Jets and probably saying, Robert Solid, brother, you got Aaron Rodgers. Your time is on the motherfucking clock. Fool with us if you want to. And Gladys, I'm even say something to your point on if the the Jets don't have. Let me tell you how this game is gonna go. This is going to be the three and one Denver Broncos versus the one and three New York Jets. Mm. That's how this is going to go. The three and one Denver Broncos are going to play the one and three New York Jets. And I'm going to call it right now for the first half. This is going to be chippy. This is going to be nasty. The second half, the Broncos are going to pull away. That is going to be a 35 to 14 type game. The, I don't know what, dog. You fired up tonight. I ain't, I'm just, I ain't never. I'm, listen, I don't. I get what, and I respect what Aaron Rodgers doing. You got to stick up for your coach. That's your, that's your man's. That was your QB coach. That was your offensive coordinator. He helped you win two back-to-back MVPs. Aaron Rodgers did what he's supposed to do. You stick up for your coach, but call a spade a spade. Yo, your head coach. I mean, your offensive coordinator is just that an offensive coordinator. He ain't got, he ain't got the, the shut the fuck up, Siri. You don't have, he don't have the cojones to be a head coach in this league. And I think that is what, Sean Payton was really trying to say he don't have what it takes. He not cut from the same cloth. Yeah, but there was no reason to say that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like the Jets never said any. The Jets never even bought the Broncos into anything. Yeah. So there was no reason for Sean Payton to bring the Jets into it and Nathaniel Hackett. That was no one, no one down out here was even thinking about Nathaniel Hackett nope. once Sean Payton came in here. No one. Like not he was no like one. a distant memory. Now, and for whatever reason, Sean Payton decides to bring up, oh, that was the worst coasting job in the history of the NFL. I'm, nobody maybe in New York in the Jets organization was thinking about the Broncos, but I think as the Broncos leadership and general manager staff and coaches were watching some of the training practices mm-hmm. of what they inherited, they were probably saying, yo, this is some fucking bullshit. What, what was that guy doing? Why are y'all so deflated? Why are y'all so without confidence? Why don't y'all have faith that this could be the 53-man squad that could eventually try to win a win a championship? Like there, I have a strong feeling that inside of that Denver Broncos practice, practice facility was a lack of spirit, a lack of true effort, a lack of commitment to a, a lack of 
commitment, a, a, a sense of urgency. And I think that was Sean Payton's way of waking some shit up around around the Denver Broncos practice facility. Guys, do y'all remember what the Denver Broncos looked like like the last month of the season? Like it was pathetic. And to Kyle's point, the only coaching, only coaching job, only coach performance I can see worse than Nathaniel Hackett, Jeff Saturday, and Urban Meyer. Sean Payton Payton is a sucker for that. Nah, Sean Payton, talk your shit, bro. Talk your shit. That's some sucker shit. But talk talk your shit. It's like it's like taking a low blow. It's like you know, hey, uh, let's get in the ring. And I'm telling you, I'm going to hit you below the belt. I'm going to hit you hard below the belt. So you might not have your jock on. It's your problem. I'm going to hit below the belt. I'm not going to play by the rules. Well, the most important thing is these guys play week five, and we're going to see. If, we're going we gonna to see. We are. Um, and But the thing is, the Broncos schedule, the first four games are way easier than the Jets' first four games. So, yeah, it may be that the Jets have a worse record, but I'm still saying they are. But we, I would also say that we don't better. really know what these teams are going to really look like this year so we may think on paper that schedule is harder but what if these i go back to the, the commanders the commanders are the chiefs broncos play the commanders jets play the chiefs hey it'd be tough like that it'd be tough like that oh, hey they got, they got they got pros it's like you got pros go out and play okay play. okay so I, so let me ask. So, I, am I the only one who thinks that this may get a little spicy at the handshake? Like, I could definitely see. Oh, it's going to get spicy at the handshake. See, I'm not with the five shake thing. I think instead of a five shake thing, it's going to be what does John Cena call it? The five knuckle shuffle or the op- op- or the open hand touch? That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, that's Listen, your, that's your that's your second. Are you talking before game? The before game shake? I'm talking after. after. I'm talking okay. Eric Mangini, Bill Belichick kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah let me I, tell you. Something. Let me tell I don't you think there's gonna be a handshake either after the game, no matter who. I think wins. there's either gonna be no handshake to Gladys's point, or Nathaniel Hackett going to step in front of Robert Sala, and he might bitch slap <laughs> the hell out of uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't promote. And I'm there we, for it. We here at the Speak Speak on the Podcast do not promote violence of any kind, <laughs> way, shape, or form, and we encourage the talking out of all problems. With that, go. with However, that, claim, with that claim being said, though. And Daniel Hackett, if you're really about your shit and you feeling yourself, handle business when you when you when you meet my man at the 50. Ask him if you ask him just to repeat that shit he said. Yeah, you know that's it. What'd you say? Nah, because listen, listen, we all black here. When someone asks you, nah, can you just say that one more time? Don't say it again. Don't say it. Don't say it again unless you unless you want unless you want a physical altercation. Or or swing first. Yes. Oh, so if someone oh, asks you, say that again. Oh, swing first. Yeah, swing first. Absolutely. And connect. First. Don't swing yeah, and miss. What was that shit you said the other day? Like you, Ma- I, just, I didn't hear it. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 No. Are you kidding me? You yeah. kidding me? The end of that game may look like that. Uh, that one Jaguars game. Y'all remember that one when my man got tossed? It was like the last minute. Folks is getting tossed. Oh out left yeah, side. yeah. Okay, that's that's uh, it right. was in Gawkway, right? Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, or, or was, when um Trent Williams slapped Richard Sherman after the Commanders and Seahawks played back oh, in the day. Yeah. He, he was, went to the somebody was walking. Someone got ejected, and 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 they was walking out. Someone threw a drink on him. He went to the stands. Yo, why yeah, would man. you fight someone with pads on? None of your shots is gonna hit him. Travis Kelsey, why you punching thing. people with a helmet on? Oh, because it's Travis Kelsey. He's an idiot. What? Why? 
he went after Nathaniel Hackett. Why wouldn't he go after the defense, Irvo? The He's defense wasn't the that. problem in Denver last year. No, it wasn't. That's true. But he said the worst coaching. He didn't say the worst offensive coaching. He didn't say the worst defensive coaching. He said the worst coaching. Yeah. So from a head coaching. Because I, I would say he didn't say head coach, though. He didn't say head coach. He said it was the worst true. coaching. Hey, man. Sean Payton, when he was away from the league that year, had to spend that year <laughs> coaching coaching Little League, and he was probably looking at Nathaniel Hackett saying, yo, dog, you couldn't coach a group of Little Leaguers. Like, you are, yo, it would not surprise me if Sean Payton don't like Nathaniel Hackett like at all. Like, don't yeah, respect him. That's what him. it sounds like. Yeah, you don't, it is, don't respect him. Like, he's yeah. probably somewhere saying, yo, Nathaniel Hackett, without Aaron Rodgers, brother, your, your, best court, your, your best coaching job is coaching up fucking – Blake Bortles to an AFC championship. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, yo, I listen, I feel like some of these coaches get mad disrespectful, like behind closed doors. Like, I feel like imagine if you're like the coaches of the Philadelphia Eagles and you really try to talk some shit to like an Andy Reid or a Bill Belichick. They looking at you crazy. Like, yo, dog, you just you just got here. Welcome, welcome to welcome to superiority. Jalen Hurts was looking at him crazy during the Super Bowl. Like when he said something, Jalen Hurts was like, shut up. I don't even remember what it was. I just remember the camera got on and then Jalen Hurts was like, why are you doing it? And Stefani's like, you're right. So, I mean, I think that's, I I don't, I think that's true. However, it's behind closed doors. It is not in front of like 20 microphones calling people out. I think that's the big difference. What if, what if we found out that Nathaniel Hackett was telling folks as, as he was on the way out, whoever y'all bring in won't do half as good a job as me. And it got back. I doubt it. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I think I think Nathaniel Hackett left with his with his, y'all with his give, tail y'all between his legs. Y'all giving too much to credit Nathaniel Hackett. I bet you Nathaniel Hackett was on that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. no one's saying he wasn't bullshit. I'm just we're just saying. So what if Sean, Sean Payton, Payton is respond, a sucker for just bringing that out of nowhere? The bullshit from Nathaniel Hackett. And we just don't know about it. Sean Payton is. We a don't know about it. That's the thing. We don't have to know about Sean Payton's beef with Nathaniel Hackett. Well, what can I know about it then? <laughs> I know about it. Exclusive right here on Speak on it. Sean Payton is not even bullshit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They gave well, up a speak- first round pick. Hey, shut up, man. Just sit down, shut up, and do your job. Speaking of the AFC West and Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, guys, are we ready to review the AFC? West. I'm very fired up about the AFC West. I, yes. I am really, really excited about this. I think it's going to be a, a good one. So, as everyone knows, um, during this during the eight weeks leading up to the kickoff of the NFL season, we review each division. We we look through each uh we preview each team's record, the, the winner of the division, the storyline, the breakout player, division MVP where the team's going to fall in terms of seeding. So this week we are doing the AFC West. As mentioned at the top of the show, this consists of the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the aforementioned Denver Broncos. So my first question here is who would like to start in their preview? Gladys is our guest. Go for it. All right. Am I doing just a team? Just one team? How do you want me to do it? I'll do it just one team. Let's just start maybe maybe Danny. How about you start us off so that way Gladys Gladys can see how, how we do it. That might be easier. Okay. So uh records from worst to best and what seed they are in the conference. So for me, 
the worst team in the AFC West at 6-11. and 11. They'll be the 13th seed in the AFC, the Las Vegas Raiders. No shock there. Josh McDaniels, to me, is not a good coach. Devontae Adams is going to demand a trade, and he will get his trade, and he will be with Aaron Rodgers again in New York. That's why, that's why he gave all that money back, because he knows Devontae is going to want out, and he's going to go to New York. Uh, at 9-8, and 3-3, and three, the 11th seed, the Denver Broncos. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a better team than last year. I don't think Sean Payton is as good as advertised, but this team can't get any worse than last year. Like there's only one, you can only go up. So I think they will be nine and eight, the 11 seed um, at 11 and six, two and four in the division, because this is what they do. The six seed, the chargers, we want to talk about the chargers in the storyline in a second. And then of course, the best team in the AFC West, the best team in the AFC, 13 and four, four and two in the division, the number one seed in the conference, the Chiefs. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Okay. I, I agree with Raiders, but I think they're only going to win four games. Four and Woo, games. Talk to me. Uh, come on now. It's Josh McDaniels. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Devontae Adams. Very disgruntled, very pissed. It's their Josh Jacobs not wanting to put in the full time because he's only working on a one year contract. He doesn't want to get hurt. They gave away Darren Waller. They picked up Mike Mayer, Mike Mayer from Notre Dame, but what, who, where? You gave away Darren Waller, who went healthy. It's probably one of the best tight ends in the league. So now you've got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers. you got two slot guys and one guy going long with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is not going to throw the ball long. So it's a waste of Adams' potential, 4-13 and 13 at best. Okay. Um, Broncos next. See, the Broncos to me is that team – the range of outcomes could be a very high ceiling or a very low floor. Like it can go either way. And I'm going to give them nine and eight. Like, so seven of their games, I think that they lost last year by either one point or an overtime or the two games against the chiefs, which had like a nine point differential. They were in games. Yeah. Like even with Nathaniel Hackett doing Nathaniel Hackett stuff and Russell Wilson, doing God knows what stuff. They were in games. So Sean Payton is good enough to get them double their wins. I'm going to – no, nine and eight. Uh, nine and eight. Nine and eight. I okay. think they'll get nine wins. I think they'll make the playoffs, actually. Out of oh, the wow. Nine and eight get through the playoffs in the AFC? I think so. I okay. Really I really do. Uh, the Chargers – who see, here's my thing. I'm going to actually put the Chargers ahead of KC. I know that KC, Chris Jones, has he signed yet? He hasn't signed, right? He has not signed yet. He has not signed yet. <laughs> they are not counting on how big a loss that's going to be if they don't get Chris Jones back in, right? And who do they have in the receiving weapons? Uh, Sky Moore? Yeah, maybe. Travis Kelsey, who is starting to punch guys because he's an idiot. Um, you got Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes isn't going to win you every game. Like, he's not. Like, I'm sorry. They shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. No, they should not have. Patrick Mahomes was outplayed by Jalen Hurts. Yes, he was. So and that's what's so pissing. So sad. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. It's yeah. Okay. So I'm going. The KC is going to probably be like 11 and six to have that oh. Super Bowl hangover. And okay. the Chargers. Okay. The caveat is the Chargers have to stay healthy. Like, I think that. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams played like maybe five games together last year. Justin Herbert played with that cracked rib. Um, if they're healthy, 
I have the Chargers winning that division at 14 and 3. Oh, it's 14 and 3, number one in the conference? Yep. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is the deciding factor. They're not going to have the Duncan Dink. He's going to go long, and they got the people to go long, especially with Quentin Johnson coming in. So 14 and 3, winning the conference, LA Chargers. Whoa. Now, having said that, I still don't think Staley's going to get them a playoff win, but they will win the conference. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start. <laughs> wow. I'm going to start my prediction off with acknowledgement to research Kyle in the in the chat because his bold prediction is my also same bold prediction. Okay. That only one AFC West Ooh. team makes the playoffs this okay. year. I actually have this as the only team in the AFC to only put one team in the playoff this wow. year. I can get down with that. So I'm <clears throat> finishing last in the division with a division record of one and four and a uh wait no with a division record of one and five finishing three and 14 i have the las vegas raiders guys this is just going to be a bad football team like (laughs) i just don't even if you're a las vegas fan you're you're probably you have the aces you have the aces (laughs) you have the aces you're wondering why did they even bring an nfl team here if this is the product they're going to put on the field they're going to be very bad Jimmy G, listen, you finesse you finesse the Raiders out of that money, and you're not fully healthy. And I, I've already been been following along with the beat writers in Vegas. You're you're terrible. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, finishing. Excuse me. So this is where it gets crazy in the AFC. Okay. Finishing um, nine and eight, three and three in the division, and not making the playoffs at all. I have the Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, I think to Gladys's point, the Broncos are going to take a a step forward. I think they are going to be a better team. I don't think they are going to be playoff worthy, but I could def- I definitely feel like they're going to end the season on a high note that where people are going to say, I see the potential for this Broncos team. They definitely have what it takes next year to be the team that we think they could be. Finishing one spot out of the playoffs, so the eighth seed, also at nine and eight with a four and two divisional Ooh. record. I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Stop let it. Me mm-hmm. Let me tell you, let me tell you what mm-hmm. I think about the Chargers. Stop it. Y'all every year think the Chargers are going to be different. I'm here to tell you the Chargers are gonna charge her. So mm-hmm. what I really think is gonna happen is the Chargers are going to sweep the Chiefs. Yep. Listen to me. They're going to sweep the Chiefs. Okay. They are going to split with both the Broncos and Raiders in home and home series. Okay. And they are going to lose to other AFC teams that they have. When I say no business of losing, like no business of losing. Like, and I'm not saying they're going to lose by a field goal. They're going to go, they're going to go into Houston and lose like 30 to seven. That's the type of of shit I see. Listen, y'all give the chargers too much credit because they have potential. I'm here to say, they don't they're not as good as we think they are. They're just flashy and they make losing flashy. I think that's I think that's going to come to an oh. end. D, talk to me. And then this year finishing second in the AFC with a record of 11 and 6 or would it be 11 and 5? No, it's 11 and 6. 11, 11 and 6. 11 and 6 with a 3 and 2 divisional record. Well, 4 and 2 divisional record. Only losses coming to the San Diego, I mean the Los Angeles Chargers. I have 
the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Wouldn't okay. surprise me if they start off their first five games like two and three and then go like, you know, only lose like two games for the rest of the way. Like, I think the Chiefs are going to start off slow and then pick up steam and get right back to their winning ways. And they're going to be the two seed. Um, I think the Chiefs as a two seed is probably just as good as having the Chiefs as a one seed because Holmes has never played a road playoff game, though. This will be his first time he has never played a road playoff game. But I can tell you, all those AFC championship games that he's hosted, he has not been the one seed for all of them. So who's the one seed, Miami or Buffalo or Pittsburgh? I'm going to be honest with you. My AFC, my AFC number one seed, Uh bold. The Jacksonville Jaguars at eleven and five. Okay. Well, eleven. And you six. are you are spicy. <laughs> but that's because I believe the Jags are going. The Jags and the Chiefs are going to have the same record, but the Jags aren't going to lose a division game. I think the Jags are going to sweep their division, and that's going yeah. to be the reason why they get the one seat. But I will say, I do not have the Jags in the AOC Championship game. I will, I will, I will, I will go on record in saying I think Baltimore comes out of the AFC as AFC champions. Okay. Okay. And Kyle, to answer your point, since I'm talking about the AFC South right now, so Kyle asked, so D thinks the Titans will be in the playoffs, or does he believe in one of the rookies? I have the Tennessee Titans finishing six and eleven, uh, two and four in their division, and finishing fifteenth um, in the AFC. So I, I have them you winning games. One of the rookies, but I have them. I have them. I have the only team worse in the AFC being the um, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. You believe one of the rookies. Don't spoil it because they have yeah. to come back for the AFC South, but you believe in a rookie. Are we haven't done the AFC South yet? No, we have not. <laughs> we have not. We've done the AFC East. We've done the NFC uh, West, and now yeah. we're doing the AFC West. We have not well, been to the- little preview for my AFC South. I do think the Jaguars are going to be the number one seed. I, I think when you mix in well, – we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about the AFC South. But going back okay. to the AFC West, I just think – Listen, I think outside of the Raiders, I think the Chargers and the Broncos are going to be struggling playoff teams who all year are going to flirt with being – the Broncos and the Chargers are going to be on the bubble all year, and it would not surprise me if week 17 they find out both of them aren't making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? One of them yeah. situations where, like, if X, if this team wins and X team loses and this team wins and the Chargers win, the Chargers make the yeah. playoffs, I think – that's going to be one of the situations the Chargers don't get in. Same with the Broncos. I think the Chiefs are going to be the only team from that division that end up making it in. And, um, yeah, I can't wait till we do our AFC South preview because I feel like I'm going to upset I'm going to upset a lot of folks throughout the AFC except for two teams. But I, I think the AFC South, the AFC East, and the AFC North all put two teams in. And the AFC West just puts in the favorite, the on-paper favorite in the Chiefs. Gotcha. Okay. But I think the top three teams in the NFC or AFC, well, I'll say this. I think the top four teams in the AFC all finish 11 and six. And it's just going to come down to divisional records. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Guys, I think there's a lot of parity in the AFC. This isn't the NFC where it's clear that the Cowboys are the best team. I think. Okay. I think yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we talk about that. We talk about the NFC East next week. You might be mad cute. at me. We, we might, we might, we might, we might be beefing next week. Trey, Trayvon Diggs is calling his quarterback a bitch right now, and they're gonna be the number one seed. All right, that's cool. You act like nobody has called. Yo, don't think, don't think. Yo, like, you think you think someone in New York is calling Aaron Rodgers a B word? You no, think someone in Philadelphia calling Jalen the B word? No, they. they you think someone like calling call, Patrick the B word? Under their breath, I think you they feel call like all these someone out loud. You think someone calling Lamar the B word in Baltimore? 
Well, no, Lamar no. about that action. So how you number one seed? Your, your whole t- your own teammates don't respect you. All right, man. I hear you. Yo, fall y'all for say, star again. Y'all say so. So you think nobody in Dallas respect Dak? See, you just create narratives now because that's that. Trayvon thing. Diggs looked him in the face and called him a B A N word. Yeah, I don't think he respects him at all. Yeah, and you know what I would say if I was Dak, I'd be like, "Yo, cut on the tape," because a lot of receivers calling you the same thing, my boy. I just, I just know, ain't nobody talking to Jalen Hurts like that. I know, I know, ain't nobody looking you know, at you Jalen. Understand Jalen Hurts, hey brother, try harder next time. Maybe you'll have a ring. That's the, that's all. Hey, 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 he so disrespectful. What a storyline, hey. man. Trayvon and Dak looking, looking at, looking at Jalen, saying, "Yo, we all get the same number of rings when we all sit on this couch, this Cancun couch, brother." You know what's crazy? No, we'll save it for next week. We'll, hey, we'll save it for next week. <laughs> uh, biggest storyline. So I'll start this one. I'll start this by saying I think the biggest storylines uh, coming out of the AFC West is um, how the Broncos and the Chargers, while they are both – well, I, I, actually, I'll say on the Broncos. I think the biggest storyline this year will be how the Broncos are – you leaps and bounds see the improvements from last year, but they're not on par yet to being the uh, playoff contender that Sean Payton and probably Russell Wilson think they should be. But it would not surprise me if the Broncos put in a good enough season next year where, like – uh, a a disgruntled A1 wide receiver tries to force his way into Denver because he realizes the targets and the catches he's going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe, like, the Seahawks don't have a good year next year and DK Metcalf to- tells the, the Seahawks to trade me to Denver. Oh. Well, hey, maybe there's, oh. a, maybe there's a dog out here who don't believe me. Danny, what about you? What do you think about the biggest storylines of the AFC West? We we talked about it last week. He got his money. Now it's time for Justin Herbert to do something. The Athletic released their tiers, their yearly tiers, and for some reason, Justin Herbert is a tier one quarterback. And I'm just asking why. Man blew a 27 point lead in the playoffs. You're gonna gonna stop being disrespectful to Herbert, brother. I will not. You do not get to blow a 27 point lead in the playoffs. But you can't say that your team blew a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl. Give me the boy that blows a 27 point lead in the wild card round over the brother who blows a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl. You can't say that. 10 point lead is two possession. 27 point lead is four possession. It was it was two possessions. So your man wanted to play footsie with the football. And now next thing you know, they running down, they running down scoring the easy. You know what? You know what's crazy talking about? You know what's crazy? Jordan Love gonna be at home real early this year, so you ain't even gotta worry about Super Bowl expectations. You <laughs> no, gonna be in the, gonna you go, yo, you gonna be in we the Caleb, well, you gonna be in the Caleb we Williams sweepstakes. I in promise two months. you, I promise you, Jordan Love is gonna get his playoff check this year from winning the division. Now, how many playoff checks he gets, that's up to him. Jordan, but I at least see him get at least a wild card one. Jordan gonna get his last check because on draft night, Caleb yeah. Williams will be who a Packer. Look at the NFC North and tell me who who we should be afraid of. Dan Campbell and the Lions. You the Lions or the hey, NFC. Kirk Cousins, the, the best target. quarterback in that in that division. Who? Jared Goff. Okay. Kirk yeah. Cousins, the best quarterback in that division. That's not saying much. Yo, yo, the Lions are the NFC version of the Chargers, and the Vikings are the NFC version of the fucking the Dolphins. Stop it, y'all bugging. Kyle bugging. Kyle said he bugging. can't wait to get his Caleb Williams jersey. Y'all but anyway, bugging. anyway, bugging. it's bugging. time for Justin Herbert to beat the allegations. Because last time I saw him on the field, he blew a twenty-seven point lead to the Jaguars. Yeah. How he? How he? What did I say last week? What other quarterback can blow that big of a lead and come out unscathed? Where's the defense in any of this? 
All he had to do was put together two five-minute drives. Game over. Can yeah, he do and, that? But he don't get played to play defense. He you put say, you up 27 defense. You said, hey, put? guys, the defense is struggling. Let's go put a drive together. But I That's put you all. up by 27. You're a That's professional all. NFL defense. And he ain't scored a point at all in the second half. I put you up three possessions and two field goals. At what point do you guys just have to play? Hey, man. Stop it. Stop it. If he gets the credit for winning, he'll get. He'll take this Y'all L, too. You can't, and, you can't. And Kyle, I don't like that. Listen, every time we saw Jordan Love, he did not perform bad. I don't know why y'all think with a, a full offseason and the offense under his helm, the ability to take all the first-team reps, he's going to go in there and stink up the joint. Dude's just been sitting hey, behind man. the greatest quarterback of all time. Y'all think he's just coming there going to be a bum? Yes. Stop it. 100%. Stop it. Jalen Hurts took over fucking the best quarterback that Philly has ever that Philly's ever had and the, the only one to deliver them a Super Bowl, and he, he looked perfectly okay. Perfectly he, his okay. first year, he looked terrible. Okay, so okay, Jordan Love may look a little shaky, but he's not going to look terrible. Okay, I'm, no one said. I no mean, he's been in the league for fifteen years right now, so he should look ahead. decent. Decent and decent is not he, looking. He terrible. damn near thirty. I hope he learned something. He gonna look decent, bro. This first year, he gonna look decent. He's not gonna be your, Gladys, he's not gonna story? look bad. What's your biggest storyline, Gladys? Go ahead. Um, Gladys. I actually have two. Competing big storylines. Okay. Russell Wilson gets benched halfway through the season. Talk to me. Um, Sean Payton's not going to take. He is not going to take the loss with Russell Wilson under center. If they start playing bad, it's Russell Wilson's fault. He will bench Russell Wilson in a second, and I think Russell Wilson will be benched. Ten games in, ten games in, he'll be benched, Damn. and then they'll make like yeah, they'll make uh, with that contract. Yeah. Oh, Ain't no you think Champagne cares that. about that contract? You think he need, he need to? He don't care about care. that contract. Okay, if you have Sean Payton about the contract or Sean Payton about his ego, which that, one is he going to take? That is fair. Fair. Sean Payton's taking his ego over that contract, fair. over anyone's contract, That's any fair. day, any time. Russell will he will sit Russell Wilson's ass if he thinks Russell. And I'm not saying he's going to be benched for the whole season. I think he's going to take him out of the game. He's not going to play like two games. Put him back in. They'll go make a run for the playoffs. But yeah, no. Russell Wilson's going to get benched sometime this season, and the second storyline is Brandon Staley's going to get fired for blowing yet another playoff game. Hmm. Will it be another twenty-seven point lead? It doesn't matter because that's why Kellen Moore is there. Kellen Moore is going to step up and say, "Hey, I can coach this team." Oh, okay. Kellen Moore and Eric Bieniemy both. Like Kellen Moore's like, eh. moles right now exactly. in their organizations. Okay. Wait, I thought, Staley- Eric, I thought Eric Bieniemy was head Washington. Uh, offensive. Yeah, offensive coordinator. Yeah, Ron Rivera gonna get fired. We're gonna talk about (laughs) dog Ron Rivera already gone. Like Eric B. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Nah, you might be right about that one. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, they gonna get him out of there. And DC Mad Black, you know they gonna get behind. I mean, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is uh, Hispanic. Don't do this. Don't make me do this. this. Yeah, we done. I know black. I Dominican. Listen, we in DC. That brother's name is Ron Rivera. Now, if his name was Ronaldo <laughs> Robinson, you might be on to something. If his name was Tyrone Robinson, you might. Be, that brother's name is Ron. Rivera. Hey yo, that is, listen, hey, that yo. Is, man, listen. He better listen. He listen. If I'm Ron Rivera, I'm getting fired right on Hispanic Heritage Month or whatever. <laughs> oh God. Who's the division MVP? Anybody. 
for this for this division? For the AFC West, who's the MVP of the division? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, that it's going to be it's going to be Patrick. We can't give it to anyone else. Yeah, it's, it's like it's contractually obligated to give it to Patrick Mahomes every fucking year. It doesn't matter. He's going to get it. He can get outplayed by like. I don't know whoever's replacing Russell Wilson, and he is still going to get the MVP because he's Patrick Mahomes. Steve, just breathe. <laughs> nah, because if there was an organization that would fire their Hispanic coach during his manager, it would be the Washington Commanders. I mean, listen, imagine, imagine. Oh, here we go. Washington. Here we go, D. I got you. So Go Hispanic ahead. Heritage Month is from September 15th to October 15th. Oh, Ron, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who the commanders play on the 15th? They play the Falcons in Atlanta. Can you imagine firing him in the Ooh. blackest city in America during Hispanic Heritage Month Ooh. on the 15th? It writes Listen, itself. Ron, I just want to let you know, if you get fired while in Atlanta, just go ahead, Magic City, bro. Just go ahead, Magic City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll change your life. Call Des Meridi. I'll be fired together. He'll call your pain. Call Des Bryant, too. He might be in there. He might. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Listen, oh, my division MVP. Similarly, the Gladys. Technically, this could be the Patrick Mahomes award for this particular MV. I mean, for this particular division. But I'm going to go out. I'm going to venture out. And I'm going to say that this division will have co-division MVPs Ooh. between Justin Herbert and Devontae Adams. I think I think Herbie's going to throw for about 5,300 yards, probably around 45 TDs, 10, 10, 10 interceptions. I think Devontae Adams is going to put up a measly 102 reception type season, 1,400 yards, and maybe like seven touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> ever had a receiver go for 1,000 yards? I think this will be his first. Okay. Y'all acting like, yo – it's if, funny. It's funny. Justin Herbert has this amazing season to miss the playoffs. That's yeah. crazy. You that's know what that sounds like to me? Why a do you fraud. That, no, that sounds like my man's winning games 37 to 35 and having to put up like 450 50 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns per game. Fraud. <laughs> fraud alert. I look at the look at that Chargers roster and tell me where like I don't know. You watch Chargers games and Justin Herbert isn't the problem. I just, hey man, I just know he was. Can you say that though? You he's not. I just, the listen, all all I know game. is he walked up, he walked into the locker room up 27, and he went back with an L. That's all I know. Yeah. Let me tell you something about the National Football League. When situations oh, like that happens, when you go up 27 and still lose, the start oh, of that blame, there's a tree of blame. The quarterback and the offense is probably like fourth or fifth yes i would agree with you had they not only scored three points the whole second half they only scored three points the whole second half he don't care about that he don't care you're up 20 you're up 27 as a perfect as a national football league defense being when the offense spots you 27 points dog you can give up two touchdowns and you're perfectly okay didn't they have like a 0.5 turnover differential so defense wasn't I, i mean they only scored three points second half. Come on. Hilarious. Hilarious. But the, breakout the, player. Anyone got a breakout player? 
Jerry Judy. Okay. Jerry well, Judy. Someone has to catch passes and exactly. In Hamler's down. Patrick's yeah. out. I can see it. I can yep. see it. What about you, Danny? I have. I always forget his last name. How you say the last name? Greg in Denver. Greg Dolich. Greg Dulich. Dulich. Yeah, Dulich. and he's my and he's my dynasty tight end. So. Why do you, listen? I I see what you're doing. Every breakout <laughs> player we've chosen, they happen to be from your fantasy team. I see <laughs> no, I don't have Jerry Judy. Yeah, we no no. Greg you didn't choose Jerry Judy. You choose Greg. I just yeah, Greg. Greg yeah. Your he weekend's fantasy you. dynasty team is not winning the championship no more. You're going <laughs> yes, to enjoy this little run that you have last year. I can't I'm wait. Co- so you can. I can't wait till you get the belt. So you can have that. But just know, after this year, it's not happening, Captain. Your roster is not that. You just my roster. roster. If Justin Herbert is who you say he is, then I'm all right. <laughs> then I am okay. Johnson. I do have Quinn Johnson. I drafted him this year. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, if he if is who you say choose, he is. If I had to choose a breakout player for, for this division, I'm actually going to go Quentin Johnson, believe it or not. I think mm-hmm. he's actually going to be a very good addition in that San Diego, I mean San Diego, in that Los, uh, Los Angeles Chargers offense. I think uh, Keenan Allen, this is probably his last good year, his prime, and I think this is also going to be the emergence of Quentin Johnson. I think they just paid Mike Williams, and I think they kind of know that Keenan Allen's on the decline and probably about here soon, so – would not surprise me if Quentin Johnson turns out to be a absolute stud at the wide receiver position. And my other one, my other, my breakout player too, although I don't know if this is really a breakout player since he already kind of broke out, would be Javante Williams. I think he, he has a another member of the Ronald Isley dynasty fantasy <laughs> team. You, you, you just naming my roster, baby. Come on. Yeah, what you yeah, talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about, baby? Yeah, I've seen your roster play. It ain't all that. What are you talking about? That's listen, my team. Listen, you, your championship run. Roster. Your championship run to a Dynasty League championship last year was eerily similar to the Toronto Raptors championship run started. in 2019. <laughs> hey, we. You got, are the Raptors some, in 2019. You are hey, looking you know, at the fucking Golden State Warriors. Hey, man, I got some trades up my. I'm working on some trades. This roster is getting better. Roster, we just get since better. we, you know what? Any, anything else on the AFC West? Because I'm we're gonna come back to Dynasty. Anything else on the AFC West before we start? Big deal or no deal? I'm good. I feel like some of these, I'm good. These, some of these topics are gonna be bad. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it is one of my favorite segments that we have on this show. It is big deal or no deal. We're gonna run through some topics throughout the sports world, and we're just gonna ask if these are big deals or no deals. So let's start with the biggest, probably the biggest sporting event of the weekend. It was a boxers boxers match. Errol Spence Jr. or Errol Spence, I, I should say, versus Bud Terrence or Terrence Bud Crawford. If you watch this fight, well, coming into this fight, everyone was very excited. Two evenly matched, undefeated champions. A test to see Mano Mano, who's the best in the world right now. <clears throat> if you watch that fight, undisputedly. Terrence Crawford whooped Errol Spence's ass and eventually won by what I believe was TKO. They they considered, they called it. Yeah. Um, Danny, start with you. Big deal or no deal? This fight. And not a big. Outcome. You know, I'm not a big boxing guy, not a big MMA guy, but goodness gracious, that was a big deal. He beat that man's ass. That's all I got. Gladys, what about you? I abstain. I don't watch boxing or MMA. I can't watch two men beat each other up. 
I can watch. Yeah, that. neither can I. I can go outside and watch that. All right. I'd well, have to pay for it. All right. Well, I'm gonna say this. This is a big deal. These two were arguably two of the five or ten best pound for pound boxers in the world. I think you could have asked a thousand people how they thought that fight was going to go. Maybe five of them would have said Bud Crawford was going to whoop Errol Spence's ass the way he did. I'm a, I'm going to showcase the duality of man here. Okay. So I'm going to start with saying this. For two incredible boxers in the prime of their career to go mano a mano in the boxing is both rare and commendable. Remember, when, when Floyd and Pacquiao fought, a lot of people said they were out of their prime. They should have fought when they were in their prime. It kind of devalued the fight a little bit. These were two boxers in their prime who decided to get it on in the ring. So a lot of people, of course, with that being said, thought that this would be very evenly matched. The problem is, in combative sports, whether it's MMA and boxing, it could it, fights can go one of two ways. Very, very close or very, very one-sided. This was one-sided. Arrow had him a couple rounds early. Once Bud figured it out, he took him to Pound Town. Pound Town. Pause. Pound. See, look at you. You making it that way. All right. Yes, you making it that way. You took right. him to Pound Town. So let me show the the. So I think it should be commendable that Arrow Spence took the fight. That Arrow and Bud both took the fight, stuck to the fight, and gave the fans a good fight. Now, let me flip the coin on the other side of duality, man. Stephen A. Smith came out and said to the people, yo, I think Errol Spence should maybe consider retiring from the sport of boxing after this type of ass whooping. I heard that, and I said, man, that's a little that's a little dramatic, Stephen A. And then I got thought, think, I thought, thinking about it a little bit. Yo, if the world, if the world saw me, especially the baddies in the crowd, because y'all know this, was, this fight was in Vegas. They had power. <sighs> If the baddies saw me get pummeled like that, get my ass whooped like that, I might have to sit the fuck down for a little bit. You want to know how I know that Errol Spence might really contemplate? Because they asked him, yo, Errol, you got that rematch clause in your in your contract. He said, Yeah, yeah, I hope we run it back. Maybe at a bigger than you know, at a, you know, at 159, because Errol Spence is naturally a bigger guy, so he can go all the way down to, to Crawford more Crawford's weight class, but he's naturally a bigger, bigger fighter. He said, yeah, no, we're going to wait. We may have to try this again at a bigger weight class. You know what I heard? Help. Yo, dog. <laughs> I need Jesus, the Lord and Savior, and all of my Holy Ghost. I got to I gotta reevaluate some things. What's funny about this fight was that coming in, the main spiciness was between Bud Crawford and Errol Spence's trainer. Oh. Imagine that. My your your trainer, your coach, and the person you beefing with, kind of going back and forth with the pregame stuff, and then the man's that you fighting for, that you fighting against, whoop your ass. What's your trainer in mind as he's just swinging on you? Yo, dog, Errol Spence, all the world and respect to you to not only taking that fight but handling it post game. I mean, post fight the way you did. Hey, brother, go ahead, go go down to the DR. Spend you a couple thousand, a couple of them nice nine means, and uh, get your get your mind and your body and your spirit right, my brother. Come back harder than ever. Shout out Errol Spence. Shout out Bud Crawford. You a bad man. If we can get a Tank Davis, Terrence Crawford fight, that'd be awesome. But I don't think weight class is aligned to that. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right, next. <clears throat> Going back to the NFL. So Jerry Jones is telling Zach Martin, "Yo, bruh, 
I got to pay Micah Parsons before I can pay you. So this, you holding out because you want more money? Take that bullshit elsewhere. Gladys, is this a big deal or, or, or no deal at all? It's a huge deal. Anytime. Uh, okay, first of all, Jerry Jones, Ursay, uh, I, I don't understand why. I, I, I understand why people play for him. He's giving them money. But when I hear Jerry Jones, I see the Jerry Jones is standing in the crowd when the little girl's trying to get into school. That's the Jerry Jones I see every time he talks. But Jerry Jones is standing oh in the crowd, not letting the little black girl get into school because, you know, she doesn't deserve well, it. He was, he was just there because he heard some commotion and walked yeah, over. Yeah, he just walked over to see what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jerry. It's a huge deal because... Zach Martin, first of all, has more seniority. I, he's probably better in the locker room than Micah Parsons. And you're going to tell him, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to pay Micah Parsons. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that won't. I, I just think this whole, how am I, what's the word I want to use that is not disruptive? This whole owner mentality. Yeah. It's like. Dude, we know you got money. We know you want to run a team. Shut up. Shut mm. up and just run the team. You know what I mean? Don't hmm, go back into that crowd. Just go back in that crowd. You know that like Homer Simpson thing where he backs up into the thing and he covers, oh, yeah. he goes, that's what Jerry Jones needs to be doing. That's what he should have done when he was in the crowd with the little girl. That's what he should be doing now. Shut up. Mm. We don't care who you're going to pay. We don't care mm. where you're going to pay him. Your team is going to tank this year. Oh, yeah. Shut up. You are not going to see a Super Bowl before you die. Mm. Shut up. Mm. Big deal. Jeez. Danny, what about you? Oh, this is hilarious. This is I cackled when I heard this. This is D, this, <laughs> this, your, this is your number one team in the NFC. You can't even get Dave Ross astray. Uh, I get what Jerry's saying. Zach Martin be 33 in November. But again, you don't say this out loud. No. You don't. You don't tell a first ballot Hall of Famer, a dog. I got nothing for you. I got to pay this. The I got to go pay somebody else. You don't say that in public. That's the only thing. It's a big deal in that regard. Zach Martin is professional. He will show up. I don't think he'll come to camp. He'll probably come again. You know, week one for the season and go from there. I mean, but Jerry's and at the same time, Jerry's not wrong. The the price of a premium pass rusher. You just don't say it out loud. You don't say it out loud. You don't say it you out loud. You see Michael Parson hit Dak today? Hit him low. Oh man. He your number one, low. your number one seed does not respect a man named Dakota. That's crazy. <laughs> Who would have saw you that coming? You, you really feel some type of way that I have the I have the Cowboys one His game. His name ahead. is Dakota. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And? He is named after the most useless states in the union. What do you think he's gonna do? Hey, some hey, there's a lot of oil that comes from them states. A lot of yo, first off, stop doing that to Dak. Stop Dakota. I'm on I'm on yes. Pause. That's oh, the fuck that. Oh my gosh. Yo, play me. <laughs> Dakota. Play me. Let me tell you something. Jerry, I'm looking to the camera when I say this. Sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say, bro. No, I'm, I'm oh. here. Listen, y'all, y'all playing Jerry, but from what I've witnessed in the Cowboys organization, Jerry Jones, if you produce, he gonna pay you. 
he's not Jerry's not wrong in what he's saying. You're not who's gonna give a new contract to a 33-year-old guard. Jerry is saying, yo, Zach Martin, I have paid you. You have you have been at the top of the league before as a as a starting guard in this league. But brother, that is when you was late 20s. You weren't even there wasn't even a three in your age now. Now you're 30, whatever. You're getting up there in age. Like he's probably looking at Zach Martin, like, yo, dog, tell me honestly, how many years do you even want to play in the NFL? And that's yeah, but couldn't he be like having this conversation behind closed doors? Yep. Yeah, I guess why so, but is he trying to make Micah Parsons feel better about himself? Or is he trying no, to make, put Micah I don't, Parsons I don't on think, the side? I honestly don't even think it's in Jerry's. I think it's not even fully. I don't think he has Michael Parsons in mind when he's saying that. I think he he wants. I think he's mostly explaining it to media folks. I feel like if he took Zach Martin in the back room, yo, bro, listen, Zach, you have been nothing but a, a consummate professional. You have been a great player for us for years. I right. understand that you want to get paid. We can maybe work on some numbers to where we can get you to a number where you feel comfortable. That also helps the team. Like that's probably he could have he could have pulled him in the back and told him that, but then you know what happens is let's just say they work on a deal that Zach feels good about, Jerry feels good about, but when it comes out to the media, the media say, "Oh, Zach Martin's not even getting; he's being underpaid. Like he he should be at the top of he should be at the top of his position in the way he's making this money. You see, he's been protecting Zach's blind side for years and years and years, and now then Zach Jerry should come deal. out with what he said. Then he yes. can come out with what he said. I think this not is before. Jerry's way of getting on it early, like yo, dog. Don't worry about Zach, because if you know me and you know how I run this ship here at the, at, in Dallas, we're going to make sure my man's paid. But as of right now, but he didn't but say that. right now, like, yeah. Zach, I want you to know when we start these negotiations, it's not only you we got to get paid. That's got to get paid. We got this dude, Micah Parsons. And, and if I'm Zach Martin, really, what the really f- that got to do with me? Exactly. Exactly. We're talking my money. We're not talking Parsons money. We're talking, We're talking my about money. Parsons money. We talking and you know what? You know what he can say? Okay, cool, Zach. If you don't want to come play, we can we can we can pull one of these young guards, start him young. We might have some growing pains. We'll figure that out. So we'll have the money to pay Michael Parsons. Or you can shut the fuck up. Take this money that we are going to give you. That's going to have you near the top, but not maybe at the top of your class. That way, we can still pay you and pay this stud that we have a defensive end, and we can try to keep the nucleus of the team together as we try to win a championship. So you tell me, Mister Thirty Something Year Old, who's made X, Y, and Z millions and millions and millions of dollars, do you want to build a team with a chance to win a Super Bowl? Maybe take a few less, or you can go right down the street to, to Houston, brother. They will pay you all the money in the world to protect C.J. Stroud. Good fucking luck to you. He could come out and say that because that's probably the truth of what he wants to say. But if we, then, if we, then if he says that, people looking at him funny. Oh, Jerry, you can't say it. This is Zach Martin. Zach Martin can say, hey, how many times did nice your boy get sacked last year? How many times do you want to see him sacked this year? You think he was Make- throwing interceptions because he was throwing the ball quick last year trying to get it out? You ain't seen nothing yet, sweetheart. He's already thrown like three interceptions in practice. The team that he knows. True. I'm going to be stamped. I'm going to do the oopsie. Whoops. Let him go that's, through. What, that's, that's something you got to put. That's something you got to consider when you're putting on that GM hat. Like, yo. Yeah. I, and and I like Jerry is one of the more, re, I don't want to say respectful, but I, I want to say he's one of the more honest owners because he does really? like, he does pay his people. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and let y'all say that Jerry don't be paying his people. Jerry we never said that. People. We just said you don't say that in public. That's it. But the thing is, he's got to say it because if you don't, and they and they come to a deal that to he the masses is, is underpaying Zach Zach Martin. Now everyone now Zach Martin's looking at it like, yo, am I getting played here? But no, 
tell the tell the masses, yo, I gotta pay, I gotta pay Michael Parsons too. And then I'm like, when you tell the when you inform the masses, yo, I also gotta pay Michael Parsons and I gotta pay you. You know, the masses is gonna say, no matter what deal Zach Martin gets, he they made this deal knowing that they also have to pay Michael Parsons. So this deal makes sense. Just you gotta control the narrative. Just it's don't PR say game. That out loud. Okay. Just don't you say know, that and, out loud. And plus, now Michael Parsons saying. Yeah, you're going to pay me now. Yes, you're going now to he pay has me the left. Y'all act to... like that brother didn't know he was getting paid after a year. Yeah, no. but but I now think he, he added has just like more a couple more, couple more zeros onto that. Yeah, what he was getting paid he now. He has all the leverage. He has all the leverage right now. I mean, Yo, but Derek, still, if though, I become a free agent. You don't even understand the Brinks monk, the Brinks truck money I am about to bring in. Yeah, you better pay me now, Jerry, because. It's loyalty. I love being here. You treat me good. Y'all, 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 I think y'all overlook at the fact that a lot of players who go play in Dallas love playing in Dallas and love Jerry Jones. Oh, no, I, I. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, yeah. take care of his people. Mm-hmm. Jerry, take care of his people. Zach Martin, you know Jerry Jones, take care of his people. He's going to take care of you. But listen, man, if you got to choose between you or Michael Parsons, well, everyone outside the offensive line room is telling him you need to go pay Michael Parsons. I'm sorry. So you got to come. You got to look inward, Zach Martin, and then look outward to your organization. That's all I'm saying. That's all well, I'm let's, saying. Before I'm just trying to look up the highest played defensive players: Aaron Donald, 31 million; T.J. Watt, 28 million. What do you think Mike is going to try to come in at? 30 a year. 30 nah, a year. He going he yeah. going more than that. more than that. He going way more than that. Okay. Maybe be 30 a year if Jerry didn't go out and say, "Hey, I'm not going to pay my first pay ballot more. Hall of Fame yeah. guard for Micah. But now now nah, dog. Way more than Aaron. Price, Donald. price of the you know, price if, of the brick going Parsons, up. But the thing is, if Micah Parsons resets the market, there's not none of us are going to sit here and be surprised at the fact that Micah Parsons reset the market. You know why? Because he's good enough to reset the market. Yeah, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying if you're Jerry from a leverage perspective, that She's, 30 just turned to 35 a year. That okay. five mil, that five hey, mil is a lot. Five, he got his pocket. Hey, yo, dog. Don't even count towards my book. All it's right. Little when, you're, when, when you're number one C going for broke, I want to hear it. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Um, let's get on to this one. So the Eagles released the, the their Kelly Green uniforms. Danny, I feel like this big deal or no deal should just be you and you only. Is this a big deal exactly. or no deal? Biggest deal of the entire <laughs> month of July and August. The Kelly Greens came back in 2010 when Michael Vick was the quarterback, but they weren't the Kelly Greens. These are the Kelly Greens from the 90s. I do not like buying football jerseys. I will be buying a Jalen Hurts <laughs> Kelly Green jersey. It is no question. Take my money. These are beautiful <laughs> The only jerseys that have been released this offseason that can compare to the Kelly Greens are the jerseys the Seahawks released. Those are beautiful. If you're going to put in the Oilers, the ones that the Titans are going to wear, those are beautiful. But the Kelly Greens, and they're going to wear them against the Bills and the Dolphins. Mm. It's going to be beautiful. I cannot wait. It is like outside of the powder blues, there is not a better color than the Kelly Green. So what's going to be funnier, uh, when Tua Tagovailoa throws his fifth touchdown pass in a blowout 42-10 to 10 victory uh-huh. over the Eagles, or when Josh Allen runs for his second touchdown in a 24-7 to 7 win over the Ooh, Eagles? I think it's, it's going to be 
I think the Kelly Green uniform is going to look great when Hassan Reddick knocks Tua out of the game. Yeah, okay. And I think it's going to look, like y'all... look even better when Jalen Carter takes Josh Allen and sends him to hell. So my thing, <laughs> my thing is, is y'all's Kelly Green uniforms is 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 the equivalent to the Lakers Black Mamba uniforms. Like when you Chill put out. these on, Disgust, you now you're being disrespectful. When you put these on, you now cannot you... lose. And if you lose, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were trying to say something else. Yes, no. you cannot. You cannot lose in the Kelly Green because when the Lakers put on the Black Mamba uniform, you can't lose. Like you just you cannot. Now lose. they have they yes, and those losses it, it makes it worse because you got on the nice uniforms. I'm saying those Kelly Green uniforms are playing the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Do they not go. get rid of the building. The Dolphins, be very upset. Dolphins Sunday Night Football. Oh, I'm yeah. here. I'm like, I'm gonna try to go to that joint. It's in, but it's yeah, in I'm getting I'm getting the Jalen Hurts Kelly Green jersey. Is it Philly? This is this is yes in Philly. Yeah, they're only, they're only wearing them in Philly. We ain't, we ain't taking that shit on the road. No, nah, baby, that's a Philly special. Oh, and they brought back the wing helmet, the the Kelly Green wing helmet to go with. Oh, we'll see. Beautiful, Mama. There goes that man out of ESPN. Uh, so it is it is reported that Mark Jackson is out at yep. ESPN, and now the NBA on ESPN A team will be. <sighs> Mark Green, Doris Burke, and Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers. Maybe I should whisper that one. And Curry for three. Oh, man. Gladys. Yes. Is this a big deal or a no deal? It's a huge deal. Who's going to be listening to Who's going to be listening now? Seriously. Seriously. It's a huge deal. ESPN is like gutting. They're gutting like the best, their college lineup. Did you hear the college lineup is going to yeah. be? It's yeah. and it, I, I'm hoping this isn't all so they could get what Pat McAfee. Uh, this isn't <sighs> anyway have to do a Pat McAfee salary to come to ESPN, but college done basketball now NBA. Not that I listen to it that much, but done. I'm not, and this is nothing against Doris Burke uh, a lot, but I mean, come on, come on. Can we talk about how mid Pat McAfee is, or can we save that for? Thank you, time? thank you. He's not mid. He just he just garners a large following every time he talks. Do you listen to Pat McAfee? Here and there. No. I will say I will note I notice a certain uh demographic. Demographic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the the bar stool bros? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not like Pat McAfee be on some bullshit. He be talking his shit. Like he be he be informational. I like I like his content. Okay. Okay. Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I'm going to give because Mike Breen is a, is a Hall of Famer and Doris Burke is fine and also a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Not Doris Burke, Elite Milk. <laughs> listen, it, that is Elite Milk. Elite. Oh my! Hey, yeah, I'm not crazy. She's 58. Okay, Do- Doris, Doris. <laughs> I know you can still give him buckets, Doris. I'm playing with him, y'all. Listen, so so now y'all playing with my baby Doris. No, I no, would never. I just I just I just Doris didn't. Ex- like, I, did, I just didn't expect that. Hey, yeah, fine. that she, was out of left. And she be knowing her basketball too. Like, There's yeah, no you, you, tell me I how just, he's supposed to come down on that screen, or he's supposed to pin, and and then I, go ahead. I yeah. just can't okay. wait to. 
there's some pictures of her that she looks really good. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. so yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance, but I'm gonna be honest. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Hope- it's gonna Doc be tough Rivers? Without- it's gonna be tough without hearing the mama there goes that man by Mark Jackson yeah. or hear Jeff Van Gundy go on the most random rants about whatever. <laughs> You know, there's not going to be that back and forth between Mark Jackson and and Jeff Van Gundy about you know if Rihanna is fine and how he, how he could downplay Savannah and oh, and he would knock it out. And the park. I hit it out the park. Yeah. <laughs> and yo, what's funny enough is every brother that heard that was like, "Yo, Mark Jackson ain't tell a lie because I would too." But you're not supposed to say this during an yes. NBA Finals game, like. Like you're Jerry, say like you say that you're not supposed to say this at all. LeBron nah. is too powerful to be lusting for his wife <laughs> exactly. in NBA circles. Yeah, no, but it's, sir, it's, it's, you it's keep Mark that to Jackson. You. What Mark Jackson is saying it like, yo, dog, LeBron, what am I going to do with your wife? Like, I'm not like you, you put that in the me. text chain with your homies, and that's nah, it. You, gotta, yo, you yeah, don't say you, that and hope, LeBron. and hope none of them. You hope Maverick Carter not watching because he everywhere. Well, you see that until you see you see Savannah at the ESPYS. You got to be like, damn, I see why he playing. He in year twenty, she is serving my man good. Hey, I just, I just hope, I just can't wait till Doc Rivers gets the Sixers game. He's like, oh, Joel need to take his big ass on the block. <laughs> you see, no, James, man, look how fat he that is. First, that first Sixers game that that Doc calls, they're gonna be like, yeah, I mean, when I coached him, I mean, I could, I used to tell him back in the day, like he could be a problem. And somebody's gonna be like, well, well damn, Doc, if you yeah. told him this much when you coached him, why ain't y'all win shit? You know what's funny? It's gonna be like it's so nice seeing James playing defense tonight. Uh, yeah, you can tell James is definitely real energized yeah, for this game. He's, man, he's engaged say, tonight. Yeah, now what you trying to say, Doc? My man, won't, that my man don't be engaged. Oh, I shit. don't think I've ever seen James this involved on the defensive end. Yeah, at all. All right, quick ISO on me. I'm gonna say one thing, and then I'm gonna pass it to my man Danny Ocean to speak on the WNBA. This week we had the uh, was it the Belgium? I think it was the Belgium or the I think it was the Belgium Grand Prix. Formula One. It was. Yeah, the Belgium Grand Prix. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. At this point in the Formula One season, I wonder if Red Bull being this dominant is good for Formula One or not. Sucks. This this is not fun at all. This product that they're putting on grids is not fun to watch. I'm so glad, Gladys, that they are going on a summer break. Because I could listen. If I gotta watch, if I gotta wake up at six a.m. on the West Coast again <laughs> yeah. to watch Max Verstappen from any place on the track, whether it's P1, P4, P9, P14, still come out and win the race, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. This shit is, yo. Imagine if you were playing on 2K and one team had all the sliders up and everyone had their sliders up to about 50 or 60. Like, it's not fun because we know what's going to happen. When you get hot, you're just going to start cooking, and this is not fun anymore. I kind of wish Red Bull would just take their ball, go home, (laughs) and come back the last couple races. Because, yo, they're Danny, put it like this. In the Constructor Championship, Max Verstappen is like 150 points ahead of the rest of the field. And in the constructors championship uh, well that's the drivers championship in the constructors championship like the team championships red bull is up like close to 200 close to 200 on the next closest team which is mercedes like this is lewis hamilton baby yeah shout out shout out team lewis hamilton who 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 ran a good race but still wasn't yeah. like this this 
This Formula One oh, product they're putting out is it's not so, good. So bad. It, 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 it so bugs bad. me because they changed the rules to, to have more parity in Formula One after Lewis Hamilton and Red Bull won like seven world championships in a row. I mean, Ooh. and Mercedes won seven in a row. Right. So they changed it. They changed some of the format to give a little bit more parity throughout throughout the grid. Implemented like a spending limit, spending cap and all that. And what's happened is Red Bull has come back and designed this fucking rocket ship of a car that can't nobody else on the grid beat. Like it's it's not it's it's not fun. Even their B list driver who like he, bro, it's, it's bad. It's it's bad. I, I read somewhere it's like down forty one percent viewership is down forty one percent because no because no one's watching bro, because he's gonna win. You know he's he gonna win. It is not fun, fun, bro. It's, it's not, not fun. It's not like everyone's paying attention to now who's coming in second, third, and fourth because that's really where the race is now. Yeah. First is already, it's it's not. Fun. Yo, they they they're setting a record for like most wins continuously. Like it's it's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, WNBA, Danny, talk to us. Talk to us about where we are lately in the WNBA. Yeah, few updates. The Aces play tonight at ten. They can clinch a playoff spot tonight with the win. They've only lost two games all year. They'd be twenty three and two if they win tonight. They play Atlanta in Vegas. That's gonna be a good game. Can't wait to watch that. What's the update on them potentially breaking the record? That's still up. They're they're we're 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 getting close. I think they. I thought they were going to finish. How many games they have in the season? Uh, they just changed it. I think it's like forty something. And the and record is what 35, 35? something like that. I think the Aces are going to break it. Like the Aces, I, 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 I had them only losing like four games total this season. Like I didn't have them losing many games. This season. Yeah, where we are there, Asia is starting to separate herself as the MVP of the league. So for those who are counting at home, if Asia wins MVP, that'll be three MVPs. Probably uh, another defensive player of the year. She's leading in that as well. She's probably going to win Finals MVP if they win a championship. She is the face of the league. She is better than Brianna Stewart. Stop having that conversation. Um, I've been talking about Aaliyah Boston, rookie of the year. It was a lock. It is no longer a lock. Diamond Miller is on her heels. Diamond is an two overall pick from um, Maryland. Yeah, they were on ESPN just now. They just lost to Connecticut, but the Minnesota Lynx have won four out of six, including loss tonight without Nafisha Collier, their best player. Diamond Miller is on Aaliyah Boston's ass. Indiana, stop playing. Give Aaliyah the ball. It's very simple, but don't worry. Skylar Diggins-Smith will be in Indiana next year, and there will be an adult in the room, and that'll be great. Um, I think that is everything. Yeah, uh, Diamond, Asia, I mean, Aaliyah, Asia. Oh, I am one week away from saying the finals matchup will not be Vegas versus New York, but Vegas and Dallas. I'm, I am very close to saying Vegas and Dallas. Vegas, Vegas, Dallas is the only team that has beaten both Vegas and New York. Dallas can play big. Dallas can play small. Satu Sabali is the most improved player of the year. Uh, Dallas has long, lengthy defenders to help Arike. Arike is not the best defender, but they have size behind her in case someone drives by her. I just need Arike to be more efficient. There are four or five shots every game that she takes, and you're like, what are you doing? Granted, some of those are shot clocks running down. She's one of the only ones on the team who can create her own shot. But I, I'm very close. Dallas played Vegas the other night. Vegas was blowing them out. Dallas went on a 15-0 run, made it a one-possession game, and then they lost in the end. Dallas is the only team that has been competitive outside of Indiana, but Indiana's not making playoffs. Dallas is the only team that has played Vegas competitively all year. And that's it. That's a bold statement. I like it. 
Shout out, shout out to my Sparks, nine and sixteen. They play they tonight. Won. They play tonight against um, New York. Against New York. Don't watch that game. Watch Vegas, Atlanta. <laughs> watch Vegas, Atlanta. That's going to be a fun game. Hey, did uh, Chelsea Plum get married Darren Waller before or after he got traded? Before he got, they got married so like a in... month before. Okay. They met. Yeah, they You're met right, Kyle. the Raiders. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Kyle was like, no, and then he got traded. And that's all the jokes on him because now they're both not in Vegas. But I thought he was already traded. No, they, I believe they got married before he got traded. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. Gladys, do you have anything on your heart tonight before we wrap this thing up? I No, because it's just – I I'm just tired of the, the owner. Like when I see Ursay and when I see Jones and when I see – who's that other guy? Ursay? No, I said Ursay. Ursay Jones, there's another, there's like a the trifecta of, of owners who have that um, for a better, for a better thing, master slave. Like, I'm paying you, so I oh, own you. Bob McNair, I can't, owner of the Texans. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that is who it is. Yes, the, the inmates are running the show. Yeah, that, it was McNair. I can't, I, I don't understand how they're allowed to be owners, how they're allowed to have a league, how they're allowed to stay. And like Dan Snyder was trash. I totally agree with that. Dan Snyder should not have ever had a team, should not ever be, ever, ever be allowed to even walk into a football stadium. But you tell me like this subtle, I'm paying you kind of thing isn't as bad. It's, it's as bad. And, and it just upsets me. Although I'm not going to stop watching football. I'm not going to lie. Can we shout out Dan Snyder for one for one thing? And, and D, we talked about this last week. So the story goes that a couple of weeks ago in the owners' meeting, Dan Snyder walks in there with the PowerPoint with all the dirt that he has on the other owners. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, he did. No, this is he did this. He had a PowerPoint that he showed the owners. Like this is what I have on you. I need y'all to back off. That's awesome. Okay. Shout out Dan. Shout out Dan, Dan Snyder. He said, if, I'm, if, "If I die, we all die." Going let down. me let we me sell this team down. for six billion, <laughs> and y'all going about your business. <laughs> Listen, uh, Listen. Owners. Listen. I like Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones takes care of his people. I have problems with owners like Bob McNair. Because they don't view these athletes as athletes, as men, as businessmen. He just views them as numbers that fit his like payroll. Like Dan Gilbert? Yeah, like, 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 like Dan Gilbert. <laughs> I like, like Dan Gilbert. Um, I, think, I just think we need more owners like, uh, funny Hunt. enough, I think we need more owners Jacksonville like. Jacksonville owner. The, the Jacksonville owner, like the uh, Kansas City owner. Yeah. Truth, truth be told, uh, like the um owner of the uh eagles jeffrey lord no uh mark cuban that's what i was thinking of we need owner, more, more owners like mark cuban People, listen say what you want mark 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 is mark cool is, mark until he's not he's more logical than you give him credit for mark cuban is cool till he's telling the lakers to amnesty kobe bryant You can't hold people for previous uh, He's still previous regimes. He's still there. 
All I'm saying is we need we just listen, these owners are businessmen, so they do want to make sure that they're not losing on this end. But you appreciate the owners who at least tried to humanize or in some way humanize the athletes that they're doing business with. That's all this is business agreements between yes. owners and 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 athletes. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with business. I'm okay with them being a business I think, I'm not okay with you, you looking at someone like chattel. Like you, and I think we need to appreciate the owners who they they come at it with a business mind, but they 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 do come at it with a little bit more empathy, a little bit more humanization. Jerry Jones, I to I'm I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm gonna give him credit because he do be trying to take care of his peoples. And I think there are more owners across sports that do want to take care of their people while also looking at the bigger picture here. And I think if you're an owner, that's if you're a sports fan, that's all you can ask for an owner because. On the flip side, you don't want the owner that's that's just the coolest coolest guy ever and just gives everyone the money because you yeah. know what you end up with a lot of Albert Haynesworth contracts and that's mm. not what anyone needs. Mm. But you also don't want to be the owner who don't want to pay anyone and you have a whole lot of Shohei Otani type of of situations where like every postseason you're in the headlines for are you going to trade this guy or are you going to pay this guy? You want that owner that's going to pay people when they need to be paid, when they deserve to be paid, but also don't be afraid to take the hard stance. Like, yo, I'm not paying you because we may have someone behind you that we think deserves their shot. So either you take less money or we're going to let you pursue your career elsewhere. Like, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I don't know. I just think it's fair. I just think it's fair. Uh, Gladys, where can the people, where can the people find you at on Instagram, Twitter? What's, what's the username they can find you at? Oh, I hate Twitter so much, but they can find me on Twitter at Gladys oh, L. Tyler. On yeah, they can find me on X. I got this L Tyler. Um, tomorrow I will be on the Front Yard Fantasy show. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I always lose. It's not really sweet. It's becoming demoralizing actually. But I still play. I'm still in there. I haven't given up. Sounds so like tomorrow- fantasy football to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. So um, tomorrow I'll be that, and then. Sometime this week, hopefully, I will finish the NFC West for going for two. NFC West fantasy relevancy, relevance, relevant, fantasy relevant players in the NFC West, which, trust me, is harder than it looks. Arizona, thank you very much. So that should be coming out sometime soon um, this week, hopefully, but it's not easy selling. And NFC West sucks, guys. It really yes, does. Yes, it does. Oh, it's, yeah. It's don't, don't go there for your fantasy. Don't go there for your fantasy. Don't. What Unless division, you're playing best ball, Kyler Murray, best ball. I'm saying late round Kyler division, Murray. If you were looking to maybe do some mock drafts, should should folks be looking to pull from, you think? AFC, AFC North. North. AFC North. Okay. AFC North. AFC North. Except, okay, here's the thing. If you're playing redraft, AFC North. If you're playing best ball, AFC North Bengals and um, in AFC West Kansas City get players from both of those because in week 17 they play each other and you know the over-under is going to be like 50,000. And if you got any of those players, best ball is going to put them in and you're okay. But AFC North, it's stocked. It's chock full of good players, both IDP and offensive players. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Steeler fan and most of the players are Steelers, which, you know, Burrow, here's my question. Burrow went down with a calf injury on a leg that he already had a calf thing on. So was there a prior injury before that? He already had a, a he had a, what is they called? 
like that that calf was already covered before mm-hmm. he went down. So are we talking about an injury that he already had? I think oh, it was. It's probably, I think it was like a strain of like some soft tissue that was probably already giving him some issues. Probably just probably just like either really badly cramped up on him or strained strained that muscle. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I think this is be. I think this would be one of the things where they hold him out the preseason. He'll be back. They should. They should. He'll be back. He's been like throw to Jamar Chase all the time anyway. Doesn't matter. Hold him yeah. out preseason. Him and Chase been playing forever with each other. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean it like that. Playing no, together sorry. forever. So all good. nope, it's all good. D has been dropping <laughs> bombs all day. Danny, let the people know where you where where, where they can find you at. Find me on the X app, <laughs> Danny Ocean Forty One. Find me on X. Yes, sir. Not that X. Not three X's. Just one X, Danny Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me also on the X app at Los D Mix. That's L O S D E E M I X. Also, make sure you follow on instagram as well make sure you're following speak on it pod on twitter instagram tiktok um we'd we be out here and speaking of exes nope don't do it <laughs> don't do no, it no please do yep. do it I, I, I recently started following one of my exes on nope. ig recently why i mean it's, were you, it's were you i mean it's like, what's no it's like been like 10 years so like we not we are not even joe, that are you joe goldberg does she look no. good? No, it's I, I don't know. I'm I don't see her in that way anymore. I I, I followed her because I want to follow okay. the downfall. That's like a guy saying, "Oh, I don't know, Brad Pitt's good looking because he's Brad Pitt." No, I don't, I don't see her in that way. I followed her because I want I want to see the downfall with my own two eyes. I'm not rooting. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. She she's in the gutter, and you want to okay. enjoy it. Uh, Understood. Yeah. So she I'm, broke up with you, is what I'm hearing. That's not no. petty at all. She cheated on me. And one, one admit that she cheated. Oh me. yeah, oh. we need to see her. Yo, drop, drop, drop her at in the private chat. Yeah. I want to see her downfall too. Yeah, we <laughs> what is it? She, she got, she got, she got a, she got a baby now. I saw that. I was like, mm. oh, that means that doesn't mean she's in in the gutter just because she had a baby. We gotta take this offline. All right, y'all. <laughs> have a great night. We'll catch you next week. Listen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. So make sure you speak on it and speak on some things because life is short and you may not know if you get that opportunity again. Gladys, want to thank you again for your time. Thank you, you, Kyle, and everyone else for pulling up. We'll be back next week for another episode of Speak On It. I'm the bro. What are you doing next week? Who are you guys doing next week? We're doing the NFC NFC East next week. Nice. I'll be there. It'll be very spicy. It'll be very spicy. Very spicy. Yeah. Thank you, I'm guys. The bro with, I'm the bro with the fro. My man, Danny Ocean. Gladys, thank you for being here. Speak on it. Episode 110. Peace. Speak on an underscore pod. Speak Twitter. I mean, X. TikTok. <laughs> That's where you find us. Whatever it is. The X. Go look at them, guys. Bye.